Or you could be a real dick, freeze some marbles, and throw them in the bed. Because no matter where they roll in that bed, they're going to keep fucking rolling down into the crease. And they're going to follow them. You have given it's me... It's better than ice cubes. You've given me Because it doesn't make the water mess. You've given me such evil ideas that I'm <laughs> going to be doing this now. I'm going to go to the, uh, the, the toy store in the mall tomorrow. Pick up a whole fucking thing of marbles now. Chuck them in the freezer. Yes. Welcome to This Week in MTG with your hosts, Matt Olson, JB, and Danny Oakstad. Hello and welcome, Magic Folk, to episode number 106 of This Week in MTG, your intricate news source for all things Magic the Gathering. For your hosts, I'm Matt. There's Danny. What's up? Over there, we got JB. Yawn a lot. Yup. Tired already. He's I've been an up old since man. 430. He's an old man. I am. He is. he is an old man. Why are you up at 430? What the fuck do you have him up at 434? I drop my kid off. He helps me bring my kid to school. Yep. When Maddie can't. Tell him to walk. <laughs> Back in my day, I mean, we had to walk uphill both ways, 35 miles. I thought no about, shoes on our feet. I thought through 12 about feet of snow. I thought about it, but I don't trust him to get up on his own. Like I'd have to, we'd have to come here, take a break from work, come here to make sure that he is <laughs> Wake up. Wake his ass up. Yeah. It, well, it. if you're coming here, you might as well just pick him up then. I know exactly. Right? That's the fact. That's the thing. So it's like, nah, fuck it, make him walk. It's good for him. Builds character. His his school's only what eight blocks away. Right. Yeah. yeah. Builds he, character. He talks about wanting to ride his bike, and I'm like, I'd be down if you're more trustworthy to wake up. Right. <laughs> you know how hard it is to wake him up. He's like waking me up. Oh damn. Yeah. That like, isn't easy. Like, in the morning, I got to, like, violently, like, shake his shoulder and stuff. That's just where you get the symbols and just crash you know, them. You know what I do with my I'd daughter? Because she's my wife. the same way. Yeah. I use a squirt bottle. That's genius. Mm-hmm. Oh, my yep, God. Because she sleeps like the dead, too, and it's really hard to get her up. So I give her, like, two or three times of saying her name, shaking her. She still doesn't get out of bed. I go right to that bathroom, and I grab that squirt bottle, and I fucking just... <laughs> Well, you should have fucking got up. That's genius. My thing is, is before I go to the bathroom, I go in there, I rip his blanket off of him, and then I shake him. I'm like, hey, you better be up by the time I come back. And then yep. if he's not, I shake him some more when I come back. I oh, no, yeah. See, I do that, a, and then I get the super soaker. Bottle. I know. I'm going to do this now. Not, bottle, not squirt bottle, just super soaker. Or, or you could be a real dick, freeze some marbles. <laughs> and throw them in the bed because no matter where they roll in that bed, they're gonna keep fucking rolling down into the crease, and they're gonna follow them. You have given it's me better than ice cubes. You've given me because it doesn't make the water mess. You've given me such evil ideas that I'm <laughs> gonna be doing this now. <laughs> I'm gonna go to the uh, the the toy store in the mall tomorrow. Pick up a whole fucking thing of marbles now. Chuck them in the freezer. Yes, we got. Uh, this is a great segue, Wade. Thank you. Now we can. <laughs> jump into our sponsors according to wade our first sponsor is uh by snoop goblins combo one of the biggest two card combos in the game of 2020 and it's totally free currently almost 10 million snoop tokens on board right now thank you snoop snoop goblins combo thank you it's great. wade it's greatly appreciated that you're sponsoring us <laughs> 
But also, let's begin our episode. Well, let's jump into the next part of the episode by thanking our amazing patrons, Wade being one of them, for being crazy motherfuckers that decide to give us money for making content. Find our content worth it, I guess. But if you guys find our content worth it and want to jump in as well, we have two tiers on Patreon, a $3 tier and a $10 tier. $3 tier gets you put in for a monthly drawing of Magic Packs. Next month's is going to be set boosters of Innistrad Midnight Hunt. I was going to say, specify which Innistrad. Yes, Midnight Hunt. And I mean, if we could get our hands on some Crimson Vow, that would be pretty dope. Well, whole, I was just saying there's right. also Shadows and then original Innistrad. Very true. We don't want to be gaslighting anybody. It is Midnight Hunt set boosters. No, it's original Innistrad. If you buy them, sure. Because I think they're like... Those are expensive packs right now, aren't uh, they? Uh, anywhere between like... 9.99 and like 16.99, I want to say. Hmm. Somewhere in there. Better, uh, depending on which set you get out of that, that block. It's better than uh, New Frexia. New Frexia is... Innistrad, Innistrad. Yep. Yeah. That's original, original Innistrad where you can get the snappy boys. The snaps. Yep. But that was a three-set block. That's what I'm saying, like, depending on which set. Well, yeah. yeah. You got Dark Ascension. Huntmaster of the Fells was the big one in Dark Ascension, yep. and Avacyn was the big one in Avacyn Restored. Yep, and Avacyn Restored, I want to say, is anywhere between, like, 9 and 12 bucks. So, Card Kingdom right now, Innistrad booster pack is $20. <laughs> See, I was close. I was ballparking. I was close. Ballparking. But, uh, yeah, patrons. And then we have a $10 tier where you get a commander card worth between 15 to 20 bucks we haven't decided this month's card yet we will figure that out Ooh, here yeah we should know. do that tonight yeah we'll let you guys know by keep next danny here later I can leave. danny's like fuck you i'm out i don't give a shit so for each of our patrons right now we want to give a big, big thank you to y'all first off big g wade chapman d moose amu the fox colin noah slade third string chapman and nikki Thank you, each and every one of you, for supporting us and uh, be in the lookout for the next week for some good stuff coming in the Patreon, Patreon reward stuff. Hint, hint. Wink, wink, nudge, right. nudge. Right. We may or may not be getting something to give away. Right. And giveaway, and after the giveaway, you can actually buy them as well. Maybe we'll mention that. We'll mention that next week. We'll, we'll leave you guys on a cliffhanger. Come back next week to find out what it is. Or listen back and to our previous also, episodes and you'll find hints. That too. <laughs> also, another cliffhanger. Find out if Matt ever did an ad read. Dun, dun, dun. We'll find out today <laughs> if that is the case because our next sponsor is J-Dubs Sports Cards and Gaming. Let's hear an ad for them now. Oh, you did it? No, he's being a smart ass. I know he is. <laughs> J-Dubs Sports Cards and Gaming has all of your magic needs. They got Innistrad pre-orders. If you want to jump in on the final pre-orders and stuff, because the set comes out this Friday, hit them up. Or if you just want to like be buying packs after the fact, they're going to have them there and commander packs. And of course, they're always going to have a few extra pre-release packs there. If you want some extra pre-release packs of Innistrad Midnight Hunt, go check out J-Dubs Sports Cards and Gaming located at the Westacres Mall down in the basement. They're working on renovating and stuff down there too. And... Mm-hmm. I don't know. Have you guys seen the new area yet? What nope. they're renovating? They got no. it all like I haven't seen much. Roped up, ripped up, and they got it. Yeah, I think they're. Uh, I think I don't think there's an official date of release yet that Probably I saw not. on Facebook. Hit up Josh. Maybe he'll let us know. But yes, uh, aside from magic stuff, they also have Pokemon. They have Yu-Gi-Oh. They have sports cards. They have dice. They have D and D. 
all this stuff that you want. So go check them out. And thank you, J-Dubs, Sports Cards and Gaming. See, you know, one of these days you just need to, when you're editing, you need to take the clip out of what you fucking read and be like, hey, guys, I did the ad read. I could, but it changes every week. Because if if I do an ad read. You could do it on a week when there's nothing special coming up. But but then I'd have to like do a new ad read for each set coming out, talking about the pre-releases and stuff, and it'd be like, uh, or you can just add it on to the end yeah. of it. Could you could? Are you saying you guys don't like the, the free ball in it? No, no, because their free ball takes like a half hour sometimes. What? <laughs> <laughs> you deviate a lot. Free falling. So now let's talk about that breakdown of how this episode is going to get laid out for y'all. Because I don't deviate. Okay. <laughs> We're going to go over to the Boggle Desk first, where JB has some modern challenge results and some world champ upcoming events. <laughs> Danny opted out on Blogatog yep, for we'll blog talks this week. a guaranteed deck of the week that he is excited for. And then we'll get towards deck of the week, and he'll be like, I got to go. <laughs> if you guys take fucking forever, yeah. I think we're going to do pretty good on this episode. Yeah, I think so too. After that, we have some Innistrad Midnight Hunt news and some NRG series updates. And then a very contentious top, not a contentious, a very, uh, a, a new topic with Innistrad Midnight Hunt about the basic lands and different printings and stuff from regions. Mm-hmm. It's very cool. And I don't know, possibly going to be something of financial importance. After that, we're going to jump into the finance section and talk about uh, the weekly winners. Then from there, we're going to talk about this awesome looking fucking deck of the week. I saw it and it's just like, it screamed Danny right away. And I'm like, Danny's going to love this first thing. So let's just jump right into it. So that way we can get to that as soon as possible. So JB, we pass it over to you at the boggle desk. What do you got for us? Uh, we're not talking about it. It's, what the fuck? It's the JB salt report. No salt report. Yeah. Well, okay. The salt report is that there is no salt. I was yeah. I was not able to give a salt report. Yeah. Because there was a card show going on. Yeah. Modern, instead of modern. Modern league did not happen this weekend. Yeah. Card show was going on. Did you guys go to the card show? Nope. No. I was out of town. Yeah. I had other things going on. Man, I wanted to go, but then I got done with work i went to west fest and then we were gonna go to director fest but then the wife took a nap so we didn't go to director fest i got done helping big g with his car and then i was gonna go to both director fest so okay what did you what did you what what did you guys do what do you mean this is definition of deviation yeah i know right i'm not the one doing this what the fuck yeah because why why don't why don't we ever consult the guy who does this shit for a living? He said he hit you up. All he, he did was ask about a scanner, and I was like, I don't have a scanner, but I know where you can get a scanner, and that was where it just like ended. <laughs> that was it. Because that's all he needed you for. Exactly. So but the, the guy who's got shop space and fucking proper tooling, nobody on. gives a shit about. Hold on now. Hold on now. I got proper tooling, sir. Do you? I do. Do you? Then how many times do you have to be like, hey... Do you have this? When have I Because I that? need one. The last time I remember doing that for was for a fucking torque wrench. And I got a torque wrench now. Finally? I do. 
Jesus It was Christ. a torque wrench, so you can't use it. And there's a lot wrench. of things, because it was just the other day you impressed and were like, hey, do you have something? Do you what have this? Because I need this. For what? And I'm like, no, because all my shit's at work. Oh, no, no, no. For that, it's because we didn't want to come back to my place to grab the tools. We just needed an Allen wrench set. And we were, it was closer to drive to your place than all the way to back here to grab that's, my Allen that's, set. That's funny, because I have those. <laughs> but it's not a tell anyways. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Da- Danny's tools. Da- Danny's tools. Have you seen Danny's I, I, tools? I, here's here's no. the thing. My tools are, are shit. No. Oh. It's it was a set that my mom bought me when I was moving to college. It's the size are of a floral. It's the size of a satchel. Yeah, it's a very a small s- hodgepodge of tools. Satchel. Yeah, and everything is just chucked into there. Yep. The sockets are all mixed matched. Like you go in there looking for a ten oh, millimeter, you're, you're never gonna find a ten millimeter in that thing. It's, that just it's gives fun. me anxiety it's thinking about fun. it. It's a search for your tools. I am fucking anal when it comes to fucking shit like that being organized. Like that's why I hate my garage. I hate the shit that I have in my garage because I have nothing to fucking organize it with. Oh no! I, it bothers if, me. If if it weren't for the fact that this was a like, set that was given to, or a bag given to me, <laughs> that like you should see my boxes at work. They're like fucking. I believe you. Yeah, because I'm fucking anal about that shit. Fucking mint. I got this cool fucking pegboard system for the top of my service cart. Deviation. It's got fucking everything to keep all my sockets organized and shit. <laughs> Can I call them visit? It's fucking great. <laughs> Stuff that I could have used hey. to help somebody on their car. Quit yelling. But no. Quit we yelling. just, we just think right over the top of me because I'm fucking short. Yeah. <laughs> ha ha ha. Fuck you. I beat you guys to the short jokes. You know what's funny about this is I asked Big we G. G. We just gave you 14 legs to get there. I know you did. I asked Big G. I'm like, I don't think it ever came up in a conversation that I work on cars, but I know that it's came up with JB. Why did you hit me up? And he's like, well, I hit JB up too. I asked him if he had a scanner and he said he he didn't. And so then I went to you and like coming through here, I see all your tools and stuff. I'm like, okay, fair enough. Fuck all y'all. <laughs> hey, I asked Fuck and all the way he made it sound is like you <laughs> You weren't. You didn't have enough to help him, or whatever. You weren't. You're busy, or something fuck like that. Y'all. Fuck all y'all. Fuck well, fu- all y'all. fun fact. Uh, with that as well, we gotta put a new pedal on because the pedal sensor is is off. Was it brake stuff? No. Or what? Oh, foot feed. Yep. The accelerator. That, yeah, accelerator. The it's uh it had the the code on the screen was throwing up of like low engine power, but when you plugged it into the scanner, the voltage was off in the position. Uh, the throttle position was off is what the code was. And so we changed the throttle body because that's what the, right, where the TPS is. So this yeah. week in the auto, auto body or auto <laughs> mechanics. That, that was one of the first results that showed up to do it. Foot uh, brake or accelerator pedal was the next one. So we changed that. I cleared the codes. He ran around the block code still threw up. And so <laughs> yeah, code still <laughs> threw up for that. And yeah, so we got uh, tomorrow, hopefully, the accelerator pedal will be coming in, and then Wednesday, plop that fucker in. Hey, JB, do you want to do it? Big G, I don't know if you're in the chat right now. I'm going to purposely have plans. You're going to purposely have plans Wednesday. on Wednesday now? Yeah, we're going for a bike ride, leaving you alone. No. No, actually, wait, I actually might have plans on Wednesday. I think, I, I think yeah, I think I'm doing stuff with the kids. God. Have them... Have them jump around Big G's car. Jump around. So can we get back on topic, guys? Hold on. Before, let's do this. We have uh, flipper, uh, Seal Flippers saying that James has a torque wrench. I know. Torque wrenches are very amazing. I can't believe it took me as long as it did to, to get mine. 
And then, yeah, they're very handy. And then he says he has a car to make a demo car now. Are we interested? Man, I've always thought about demo car. And I know we talked about it before, Seal Flippers. Baja, don't demo. Ooh, Baja's Enduro. Ice Ooh. racing, man. Well, you can use them both. Ooh. You can do both with a Baja car, really. Then we can then we can slap a, Actually, all of no. our company stickers on there. Yeah. yeah. The fixing, the breaking, and then <laughs> the, 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 the engineering. The, the engineering to make it run good. There we go. Oh, my God. We have this. Guys. Oh, my God. Flippers. I, I don't, flippers, I don't, flippers, think, get, I don't get, think you're going to have a sponsored car. Get us the deets, man. We can we can make this happen, and then we can just put, like, a little boggle badge on the front of it. Oh, my God. Y'all yeah, be crazy. Hey, hey, hey. So can we get back on topic? Yeah. Yeah, we can. Okay. So modern challenge happened this weekend. <laughs> what? What now? What now? I can't read that. The letters are too small. doesn't matter. Uh, Just read the words that are in front of you on your phone. How weighted do you want a Baja car? The thing is small. Eh, I think. Is I it mean, a neon? So Baja, you really want small. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Don't. What happened to the prism? Is it the prism that you're talking about? Because he had a, he had a geo prism. Vroom, vroom. If I'm not mistaken, that's a little small for Baja. Dude, you're that's gonna be really small. You're gonna be hitting those fucking jumps though, and you're <laughs> Baja. You don't really jump. You will in this. Oh, oh yeah, you'll go. <laughs> <laughs> fucking put cardboard wings on that bitch. It'll fly. <laughs> just, <laughs> just put a roll bar. So, no matter which way you go, you're just constantly rolling. Put wheels on the fucking roof. Do a barrel roll. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> We'd be disqualified before you hit the make, track. Make it look like a hamster cage around <laughs> it, you know? So it's fucking... Like one of those little gyro balls. We'll get somebody to record it. <laughs> post it up on YouTube and we'll uh, put, post it up on TikTok. And we'll be the new TikTok sensation. We'll be the new TikTok trend. Do a barrel hit, roll. Hit every, <laughs> hit every AFV video our channel audio, possible. Our audio will be used nationwide. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck the video. Who gives a shit what the video is about, man? It's all about that audio clip. The berries and cream guy is making a resurgence. <laughs> right, the, the fucking, I'm berries, berries and cream. Oh, berries and cream. oh that guy. Oh, my God. Berries and cream. That is such an old commercial. It Holy is. shit. Oh. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> His fucking suit and everything. His little fucking ruffled fucking King Farquaad so. goddamn getup. Fucking. <laughs> what the fuck? I know, right? It happens. It it, it happened. It, it's so it's going historical. On. The guy has his own TikTok and a YouTube channel. Oh He's done God. a bunch of collaborations so, with TikTok and YouTubers. So that's why I saw somebody selling stickers of the berries and cream guy's <laughs> face. He's Ooh. fucking coming back. Why is it always me? <laughs> Matt's the one that brought it up. <laughs> Why did I get censored? <laughs> just pull the main cord. Fuck it. Just don't have to pull the cord. Just flip the switch. There you go. Fuck it. And we're all gone. <laughs> Bye. Third, third gear is out on the prism. We can make it work. Oh, yeah. We can totally make that work. You just rug the shit out of it in second and jump right to fourth. <laughs> you don't need fourth any or third anyway. You're gonna fly. Is that a manual? Yeah, you don't need third. Oh yeah, you're fine. You don't need third. Yeah, we're, you're fine. We're good. Really, you don't need. You don't even need fourth because your second is driving the shit out of it. Fuck yeah! And fourth is just like because you can't go very fast. Fourth is just <laughs> confirming liftoff. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, 
You go from fucking. <laughs> <laughs> there's no in between. Either you're on the ground or you're going to New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> in your hamster ball. <laughs> Can we get going, please? Before I flip the you, switch. You can't. You can't get to England in a rowboat, but you can get to New Zealand in a hamster ball. <laughs> No. <laughs> Danny, no. Danny, no. I'm going to f- switch. <laughs> That'll be a new TikTok clip, too. <laughs> Danny, no. <laughs> Pres- that's Preston. So please don't. God uh, damn it. Now that's well, stuck it, in my head, it Matt. All, it all started with <laughs> Mama, no. And then it goes to whoever we want to. Danny, no. JB, no. Oh, what's stuck in your head, JB? <laughs> the, the berries and cream. cream. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Both of you have. This, this week in the Danny show. Fucking Christ! <laughs> Can we please get a lot, go, get on with this uh, podcast? We need audio first. <laughs> we don't. <laughs> kind of hard to talk when we're not record. When we're not live. Exactly. Right. Talk louder. So You'll yeah. just pick up on mine. So yeah. Salt report done. Yeah, salt report's done. If uh, Dan- Danny was very salty. <laughs> If you guys are wondering why there's a big gap in there, go check out the Patreon. <laughs> right, right. The extras is going to be up there. So, <laughs> on to the modern challenge. <laughs> I'm out of beer. <laughs> Motherfucker. I got some more in the little uh, cooler if you want. So, first place, we had a living end. Run by Gabriel Nassif, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, shit. Bob the dog, sir. Oh. Whoever, whoever Bob the dog is. Never mind. Yeah, fuck you. Anything new? I don't think it is here. Anything new? No. Nah. We're not going to see anything new until the fifth place deck, if I'm not mistaken. Or no, the fourth place deck. Okay. So in second place, we had, is it Tempo? Stock. Yup. Stupid Merktide, Ragaban bullshit. $1,300 deck. Yeah. Yup. And third place, we had five color elementals. $1,500 deck. Yeah, because modern is fucking awesome. With uh, Kahira as the companion. Hey, you play my mono red, it's under $100. It is. <laughs> Stick tuned. We'll talk more about that in a bit. Right. Another fourth place we have a Jeskai Control. $1,200. And this is where the first new card, first new cards of uh, Innistrad Midnight Hunt show up. You got Sunset Revelry, which is the timely, re- the new and improved Timely Reinforcements. White one sorcery. If an opponent has more life than you, you gain four life. If an opponent controls more creatures than you, create two one one white human creature tokens. If an opponent has more cards in hand than you, draw a card. This thing is a beast ass card. Like this is a way better timely reinforcements. It draws a card. Oh wow, white's got card draw. And then the with restrictions. Right? Hallelujah. And another card, kind of not surprising to most, but surprising still none the least, Memory Deluge. So I saw I saw a really cool meme. Okay. No, this is related. This is related, Danny. It's magic related. It's Better magic be. meme. I will, I will <laughs> censor you. It's a magic meme. Okay, so it was like all the colors, like ranked. Yep. Like, or not like ranked, but like in a, in a yep. list of like, okay, like it had the, the color pip and then it was like, do this, draw a card. So it was like real short draw card for like every color. And then it got down to white. And it <laughs> had a picture of a fucking paragraph that was like the most minuscule letters ever. Oh, I saw that and one. And then draw card. Yep. 
It's like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, you got draw a card with fine print. Right? This is fucking accurate as hell. It was hilarious. I got a kick out of it. God damn it. I might have to leave. Oh. Maybe not doing good? No, Murphy. Murphy's not doing good. Well, he has to poop and Brittany doesn't have keys to get back to the apartment. (gasps) Oh, no. (laughs) Didn't you know? You could jump in on Discord if you want to talk about the deck later because I know that's what you're here for. Yeah, basically. Or you just like, you know, drive by and be like, hey, sit on the balcony. I'm going to throw you the fucking keys. (laughs) (laughs) I ain't stopping for shit. No. (laughs) Not doing that. As exciting as it would be. But <laughs> Yeah, I'm I need to go home. Uh, I will I will jump on in a little bit. Um after we've deviated for about thirty minutes. Basically. <laughs> we'll still be in the modern challenge by the time Danny gets on. <laughs> basically we, we are unrestricted now, folks. Yes. Danny's not here to visit us. No <laughs> Danny no <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh! so it's it's like when you were like between the ages of 12 and 16 and your parents left for the weekend yeah this is what this is happening parental supervision is gone sorry guys <laughs> <laughs> sorry not sorry get the fuck out don't worry Danny will be back to talk about the harmonic prodigy deck yeah cause that deck is so fucking sweet yeah so where were we? We were on fourth place, right? Yeah. Memory okay. deluge. Oh yeah, that's right. That's where we were at. You wanted to fucking gush about a blue card. Yes. So memory deluge, new card from Innistrad Midnight Hunt. Blue blue two instant. Look at the top X cards of your library where X is the amount of mana spent to cast the spell. Put two of them into your hand and the rest at the bottom of your library in a random order. And it has flashback for five blue blue. This card has been getting talked about online because it's 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 a better factor fiction for competitive play because you get to choose the cards like factor fiction is five cards but you're at the opponent's whim of choosing the piles though you know a lot of times the piles can be done in your benefit as well too like it's there like yeah i don't think i've ever screwed you over on a factor fiction nah i I love factor it's always been some just straight up fucking bullshit and it's like ah fuck yeah it's like like what what is it a rock God or a hard it. place this time that I'm going to get hit by? <laughs> like, ah, uh, might as well bend over now. Exactly. So, I mean, it's it's up there, but it's the new it's the new card that people like to pl- are, are trying in, in decks and stuff right now. So, yeah, that is fourth place with the newest cards. There's um, a Fateful Absence in the side, which is the white one, Destroy Target Creature or Planeswalker. Its controller investigates. And then there is an extra Sunset Revelry in the side. Okay, so what's what's uh, what's with this fifth place deck? The fuck would you call it? Oh, this is the new uh, Esper. This is just Esper Reanimator. It's only the green because it has Trastodon in the side. But is this the deck brought? This was the Spider Space deck, yeah. So with the this has new cards from Innistrad Midnight Hunt as well. Faithful Mending, White Blue. You gain two life, draw two cards, then discard two cards, and it has flashback for Blue White One. Instant speed. This card is proven to be a pretty big house right now of like car- card advantage. Instant speed, draw two, discard two, while keeping up mana for like counter spells. And oh shit, that's really it. Yeah, counter spells and considers. Considers is the other card from Innistrad Midnight Hunt that's in here. And that's the single blue surveil one draw card. But the main goal of this is just to be 
dropping in Archon of Cruelty or Sarah's Emissary into the graveyard and then persisting it back or an unburial writing it back. And then it's just kind of like control out until then with thought seizes and prismatic endings. So speaking of Faithful Mending, yes. sixth place deck. Yeah. Piloted by Aspiring Spike. Trying to make Arclight Phoenix good again. <laughs> yeah, he is. Yeah, and he's got fucking Demi Lich. I mean, weren't we talking about when when Demi Lich got spoiled? We were like, this would be fucking perfect with with Phoenix. Yeah, it's just it's just like an easy four extra copies of like what Arclight does and stuff. It doesn't fly, but it's a four or three on the ground that's still hitting pretty hard. Right. And right now, a whole place out of that is fifty six bucks. Dang. So yeah. Uh, also in here, they have a consider. And they have Faithful Mending, as JB mentioned, but also from Modern Horizons 2. Faithless Salvaging. Yeah. Don't think we've seen this one off the top of my head in recent challenges, but it's a red one, discard a card, draw a card, and has rebound. So just more ways to like get free spells and drop out arc light, put arc lights into the graveyard, and then just cast them out again later. All right, so in seventh place, we have a blue-white control. Does some stupid controly stuff. Has a single factor fiction in the in the main. Yep, single cryptic. Shark typhoons. Fucking spreading seas. God, I hate that card. <laughs> Emrakul on the side. For the mill matchups. Yep. And then eighth place, we have another blue-white deck. Ooh, it's a Yorion deck. Which has very old-school classic magic cards here. Vendillion Click and Restoration Angel. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> right? I like this a lot. Ooh, it's got Kitchen Finks in the sideboard. I'm down. Yeah, and a bunch of... Uh, there's three Solitudes in the main, uh, two Brazen Borrowers, four Wall of Omens, and four Spreading Seas as well that you can reset with Yorion. And then three Subtleties in the side, Chalice of Void. It's just a control deck with good ETBs. You're just ripping apart your opponent's hand with V-Click or just, like, restocking yours with stuff that you don't want. Load link. So that'll do it for our past events. Uh, on to our... Well, well, what? Our future events. So we've got something coming up on MTG Melee here. Wow. Mercadian Masks Block Constructed 2021 World Championship. <laughs> What? <laughs> what the fuck? I saw this and I'm like, I just got to post this in here to help hype it up. Right? This looks so fun. So it's obviously it's vintage. Okay, format's vintage. It's it, yeah. No, it's Mercadian masks block. Yeah, format vintage. Oh, is it? I would have sworn. Okay, well, because it's constructed. Okay, and Mercadian masks is old as fuck. Fair. Oh, it's free to play even. Okay, <laughs> yeah. that's fucking cool. <laughs> yeah, it is. Free to play. Open registration. There's 127 spots so far. 19 people are enrolled. It is on October 15th at 6.30 p.m. Format, or not format, platform. It's going to be on MTGO, obviously. Uh, and what you need for entries, you need an MTGO screen name and a verified Discord account. Fun fact, Gabriel Nassif has signed up for this. Okay, so then speaking of world stuff... We have Magic World Championship coming up. Yes, I want cookies. Uh, yeah, so 16 players, biggest trophy in Magic. It's going to be happening on October 8th through the 10th live on twitch.tv slash magic. I guess it's all going to be fucking standard. 
if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, because there's really no other info yet. Just that it's happening. 8th through the 10th of October. Mark your calendars. Yeah, tune in. Watch it or not because standard sucks. <laughs> Fuck standard. All right, as we were mentioning before. There's Beer break. <laughs> Beer break. That's right. You did mention that before. So, no blogatog. So, let's jump into the news quickies then here real quick. So, reminder, Innistrad Midnight Hunt officially releases this Friday, September 24th in paper. So, go get your packs or pick up your pre-orders at that point from wherever you got them from and start cracking some packs, drafting, editing your decks, and all that stuff. Yeah, what he said. Next one's on you, JB. Is it? It is. Are you sure? Why, why is it so long? Why do I get the long one? Either you read these next two or you read the really long one at the No! <laughs> I don't want to read the really long one. Oh, God, no. <laughs> so choose wisely. <laughs> so. <laughs> next in our news section with the publication of the Innistrad MID release notes. Oh, that's the... I was like, mid, what the fuck? That's the fucking product code. That's the product <laughs> code. <laughs> I'm dumb. So in these notes, Watsi goes over new rulings and keyword interactions from Innistrad. Day and night and day bound and night bound is a new keyword that's worth covering here real quick. All matches start as either or as neither day or night until a card sets the day or night designation. Then for the rest of the game, it will be either day or night back and forth depending as abilities activate or get triggered or the active player casting spells. If it's night, all spells with daybound will ETB as it's night side and vice versa. Another keyword we will remind you about is decayed. So remember that when a creature with decayed attacks, it will be sacrificed at the end of combat even if it no longer has decayed at that time. The rest of the article goes over a bunch of rules for different cards in the set. You can check those out by following the link below. And then after that, now we've got some news on the State of the Game article that got released last Tuesday. They start off by talking about renewal rewards, which hopefully you got before the update happened last Thursday. I know I did. I didn't get much because fuck that game. <laughs> <laughs> so in the next part, they cover how the new keywords will look and work in Arena. Like Day Night will have an impossible to miss visual indicator, which is a, it's actually pretty fucking cool. I'm not gonna lie. Um, it looks really cool. Like in the pictures, again. It, I, oh no, I it's cool. Like I, the animation's legit. I haven't seen it in person, but it's yeah, like, it's cool. It's bright and in your way. Like right. The animations are large in the center of the screen. Sun and moon when changed. After that, Watsi reminds us of the upcoming sets. For 2022 and the Lord of the Rings, Tales of Middle-Earth coming to Arena in 2023. God, it's a long way away. It is, but they're really hyping up the Lord of the Rings stuff, man. Uh, Lord of the Rings is the Universes Beyond as well. That is the only Universes Beyond getting 
put into Arena from all information that we have. And for the final quickie, let's journey over to the NRG Twitter page where they give us a statement about their COVID policies for the upcoming tabletop events in 2021. Quote, this event will be run in accordance with any COVID-19 health and safety protocols as directed by the venue, municipality, state, and county. All attendees must be fully vaccinated, defined as two weeks after the second dose in a two-dose vaccine series or a single-dose vaccine, or present proof of negative COVID-19 tests taken within 72 hours of the start of the event. Attendees must bring proof of vaccination or negative COVID-19 test result to the venue and present it when requested by a tournament official. Attendees that fail to present proof of vaccination or negative COVID-19 test results will be removed from the venue without refund. Regardless of vaccination status, all attendees are required to wear face masks covering their nose and mouth while inside the venue. Do not attend if you or a member of your household is exhibiting symptoms of COVID-19. The NRG series reserves the right to modify our policies as we see fit up to the day of the event. We also reserve the right to cancel this event at any time. Should this event become canceled due to COVID-19, all entry fees will be automatically refunded. However, Nerd Rage Gaming LTD is not responsible for covering any outside costs incurred by event attendees, such as hotels, travel accommodations, and other purchases. We urge attendees to only book travel that is 100% refundable. End quote. The first event for this will be that this will be in effect for will be the October 23rd through 24th Modern and Legacy event. And there we have it. There are your news quickies. So let's jump into the bigger news topic here, which I thought was kind of interesting. I showed the video to JB before we started the podcast. Oh, yeah, that video. So to my understanding here, I'll do a quick double check with some information, live double checking, because I requested some nope no follow-up yet about this so we'll cover it real quick there's no follow-up on this but for those in the apac region uh which is the asia asia pacific what's the ac part is it australia Ooh, australia central maybe apac it's just asia pacific is what it's short for oh the more you know <laughs> this weekend fucking whatever you want to call it, regions. But yes, so those in that area, they, well, or anybody who has the chance to get Japanese printed Innistrad Midnight Hunt set boosters or draft boosters, will have a chance to get some different printings of the Eternal Night basic lands that are in this set. So I will pull up here real quickly. For those watching the live stream then we will boom put that live there we go so right now this person is showing off some of the basic lands that they're opening on the left hand side this is great podcasting right here on the left hand side you see the american printed cards america uh these the, these basic planes were printed in america at one of the printing facilities the one on the right is printed in one of the Japan printing facilities. And the thing with this is, is the Japanese printed basic eternal night, basic lands have on the art border of these full art lands, a gloss, like a, a an embossment to them where there's a sheen 
where the American printed ones do not have that. And it is unclear of right now if this is going to be a thing, if this is just like a one production, like the first round of prints from Japan has these basic lands with this embossed art border, or if it's if it's one-off or it's going to continue. But with that as well, as cool as they look and as like, because they look more like high end of a card than what your than what the American printed one does, and though with that higher end look on them, they do have some card qualities in the cutting. Apparently, it got the edges kind of like frayed, and you can see white marks along the edge of the cards. So the art itself looks good. The borders are looking like it got played with uh, a few too many F and M's out of sleeves. Yep. But this video is intense to watch because yeah, if th- if that is the case. Those Japan-printed Eternal Art basic lands look really good. And because of that alone, they might actually fetch like a premium in the secondary market of wherever you can get your hands on them. And it's, I guess, noted. If you can get your hands on like set boosters or draft boosters of Japanese-printed Innistrad Midnight Hunts, you can get these lands. And, you know, this, this could be like those... There's like common misprints like... With the uh, the death corona, you know? <laughs> yeah, that we all thought it was going to be worth a fucking pretty penny. And, and now it's worth the shit. But it's probably still going to be worth something. Like, not, not what it is in the future. It is right now, but in value. the future. Yeah, the meme value is going to get there. We in this world know that meme value drives a lot of stuff. Look at Doge. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, but those that are in the APAC region that listen to us, if there are any out there... This is for those set and draft boosters, not for the fat packs and collector boosters. Those are apparently that are in the APEC region are actually printed in America that got sent over that way. So the only ones that, again, that you can get this for are Japanese set boosters and draft boosters for these Eternal Night full art basic lands that have like this embossed border art. And the foiling as well is different as uh, like it, it the, the the border is shinier, and the little mana symbol as well has like a, a a shine to it because of this like embossment treatment that intentionally or unintentionally has. And you know, maybe we can like speculate a conspiracy theory here that this was like done purposefully to hype up like Japanese sales or something, or for the potential in the secondary market, like maybe some people have more access to the basic lands and they're like, well, maybe we can do these fancier lands and people are going to want them because we all know magic, magic folk out there want the, the rare, the un, uh, the harder to find randomness at a card or the mistakes that printings have. Like there's a whole misprint Facebook group and magic. So it's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see how that like evolves and where it goes and stuff. And yeah, I just wanted to bring it up. The links for the videos down below, it's highly worth the watch because you can, you can see the difference. It's significant. It looks really cool. And yeah, yes, indeed. JB. Yeah. I don't know that it may look cool, but the bordering is, it's only going to get worse. If it looks like that brand new, they're only going to get worse. Right, like like I was saying, like imagine playing a couple F and M's without sleeves, and that's kind of like what they're looking. Apparently, it's like a bad, 
it, the guy is speculating in the video that it was a bad cut at the printers that caused like these fray edges that look like they're worn out in, in the cutting process. But there's no doubt about it. The art looks great. And at that point, like, what's going to stop a person from, like, inking them, you know? Like... <laughs> I mean, yeah, I suppose you could just run a Sharpie down it, but... If you don't care about that stuff. But there are people right. that care about the integrity of cards like that. Right. And maybe, you know, the frayed edges would fetch a higher penny on the, the misprint market and stuff, but... Probably would be proving that it was, you know, open like that versus just heavily played right well imagine you'd be able to figure it out too like you wouldn't see like surface scratches on the actual card if it was just the edges and stuff like those are pretty visible a lot of the time too even with play mats but there's your news magic folk and now let's cha-ching go over the weekly winners in the finance section as always, going into the finance section, we read an amazing article from the fantastic folks over at mtgstocks.com. They have an article called The Weekly Winners, where they give us three to five cards that are moving up in price that they want to bring to our attention, and three to five cards that are moving down in price that they want to bring to our attention. They post this article every Friday. We record on Monday, so prices may change, and we will let you know if prices are changed from the printing of this article to when we're reading it. Starting off, the world is on fire. Worldfire, recently unbanned card in Commander. Red, 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 six, sorcery, exile all permanents, exile all cards from hands and graveyards, each player's life total becomes one. This card jumped up a whopping 1,444%, up to $23. So with the recent unbanning of this card, people, I won't say like casual magic players, a lot of it could be just like, magic speculators that jumped on this but either way the price of this card skyrocketed up during this because it's a it's a super powerful card that hasn't ever been i think it no it had to have been played in the beginning before it got banned but it, it got banned and stuff so it didn't get a lot of play and it's just like the new toy that people want to try and play with so currently the market value of world fire is about 19 dollars 50 cents average price of around 21 so people are still pushing it up above 20 dollars foils of this card are 49.92 and this is the only printing the m13 printing of this card but yeah this card has moved up because it's off the ban list and commander players want to get their grubby little hands on it and i don't know this card is definitely not going to be the the 23 card if you got like 20 of them you're not going to be you're not going to be making money on this at all. This card is going to fall down in price easily as soon as it gets played because it's going to fall into the category of obliterate, annihilation, joggle hops, and stuff like that, where people are just going to be like, eh, uh, we don't, we don't, we don't want to play with with cards like that. High end CEDH, maybe like with uh, Dockside Extortionist, you could probably do some crazy shenaniganery there. And people are also talking about like suspend mechanics with world fire as well to help get around the the disadvantage of losing all your permanents as well and just like straight up ramping a lot have an extra mana and just cast out a, a hasty commander start beating and then there's the uh the one goblin from kamigawa block whenever an opponent plays a land it deals two damage to them or whatever so whenever an opponent plays a land after they draw one then they are they're dying because their life totals at one. 
Next in the weekly winners, we have Spellbinder. This card is an old card from Darksteel. For three colorless, you get an equipment artifact that reads... Imprint. When Spellbinder ETBs, you may exile an instant card from your hand. And then whenever equipped creature deals combat damage to a player, you may copy the exile card. If you do, you may cast the copy without paying its mana cost. This card has jumped up 464%, now chilling at $14.99. But the market price on this is $3.22, and the average price is $15.86. So you're still able to find some copies sub five bucks out there online, but a lot of the sellers are selling it for that up 15 bucks. Foils of Spellbinder are going for $32 at the moment. And as uh, along with Worldfire, it's only been printed once and in Darksteel. It's a very uh, card that you haven't heard of, like unless you're looking for something like this. So the main reason why this card has moved up in price is recently it got a mention from the professor in his Torvald Dire Overlord Commander deck tech, where it pairs very well with a card called Savage Beating, which has also jumped up over 100%. This card is now at $38, also from Darkseal. So Savage Beating, Red Red 3 Instant. Play it only during your turn and only during combat. Choose one. Creatures you control gain double strike until end of turn or untap all creatures you control, and after this phase, there's an additional combat phase. So you get infinite combat steps as long as you're dealing damage uh, with the equipped creature that has Spellbinder on it and stuff. So a lot of people are just finding out about this combo, and that's primarily the reason why this these cards are moving up in price. Vendors are getting their chance to like off-sale these cards that were originally like a buck two bucks for spellbinder back in early september it was sub two dollars and savage beating was it was moving up there in price in august it was about 16 bucks but at the beginning of 2020 it was ten dollars next in the weekly winners we have curse of vengeance for a single black you get an enchantment or a curse enchant player when Enchanted Player casts a spell, put a spite counter on Curse of Vengeance. When Enchanted Player loses the game, you gain X life and draw X cards, where X is the number of spite counters on Curse of Vengeance. This was originally printed in Commander 16. This has jumped up 238%, now chilling at $18.50. Market price is going for $16.81, and the average price is average price average price is $18.50. Uh, Again, this has only had one printing in the original Commander 2016 set. This card, back in August, three bucks. But it is moving up in price because of the new, or the Curse Commander coming out, uh, Laden Cheerful Tormentor, the Grixis Curse Commander. A lot of people are very hyped for this very niche-style deck. People have wanted to make curse decks for a long time, and they're trying to figure out different things to do. And now that there's a dedicated curse deck, all these curses are just moving up in price because uh, Curse of Misfortune, another curse, which allows you to tutor out curses from your deck, is moving up in price as well. And apparently, Legacy Curses is a deck. There is a list here in MTG Stocks that has... Uh, a curse deck, which looks really cool, actually. It, it, it does not have uh, Linden Cheerful Tormentor in there. It has no creatures, but Karn the Great Creators. 
If you're interested in that deck, check out the links below. But JB, you want to tell us about these cheap pickups now? Sure. So first up, we have Subtlety out of Modern Horizons 2. Sitting at $7 even, and it's slowly trending down. Next up is one I'm a little surprised at. Uh, Scourge of the Skyclaves from Zendikar Rising is sitting at $8, and it's still trending downward. Why are you surprised at that one? I don't know. I just thought it was going to have a little bit more price stability than that. It's, I mean, it's a fucking solid card. It is. You're seeing it occasionally still in decks. I don't know. Like, modern is the main reason why that thing is like right. was moving around up in price, but this is just the normal printing. It has the extended art and like the zoomed in art and then the pre-release and then the promo pack, which has the little Planeswalker symbol on it. All of those are $10 plus, so maybe people want those fancier looking ones than just the basic. Probably. Who knows? And then last, we have the time-shifted print of Primeval Titan from Time Spiral Remastered sitting at seven ninety nine, and it is slightly downtrending. If you want to play some primetime decks, it seems like now a good, now's a good time to get in there. Mm-hmm. The cheapest primetime is the Iconic Masters printing at $8. Oh, wow. But the Time Spiral one, market price right now is five fifty. You can find them online. People on TCG Player are selling them for four ninety nine. That's pretty cool. Too bad I don't care too much about uh, playing primetime. Right. But if you want to pick up any of these cards at discounted prices or sell cards at an increased price when they start become more popular, go check out our friends over at TCGSniper.com. They are an amazing resource for all Magic players that are financially conscious about their cards and want to like pick up cards on a budget or sell cards at a higher rate like when they start to become more popular. So take Primetime, for example, here. The time shifted one, four ninety nine. You wanted to get to two bucks before you pick them up. It's like I know they're gonna go down. So you go to TCG Sniper, sign up, make an account, and then you enter in Primeval Titan Time Shifted into their site, and they will send you an email, Discord notification, text message, whatever, when somebody on TCG Player is selling this card at that price. And then you click the link, you go right to that page, you purchase the card, and you are a happy Magic player. Same in the reverse. If you have like a crap ton of Primeval Titans and you're like, I know they're going to go back up to 10 bucks. So then you set a notification to get notified when other sellers are starting to sell them around 10 so that way you can jump into the game and start selling as well. It is a great site. If you go over there and then make an account and mention anywhere where it, it allows you to, to say the guys over at This Week in MTG sent you, you will get three months free of their plus program which is really worth it. You get 50 cards that you can enter in, which is not just limited to cards. You can also get product put in there as well. JB has Modern Masters 25? Yeah, a couple of the Masters. I got Iconic, Ultimate, and yeah, Masters 25. Yeah, you can put products on there as well when they start going down a price like Someone might have a flash sale all of a sudden and they want to like drop some of the products and then you can be in there and get some of that product. Highly recommend. We use them here over at This Week in MTG. Go check them out. Let them know that we sent you. And now we are over for... Oh, oh, oh. before, before. Before I finish out the finance section, two things. I did add these in here. Right now, SEG is having a sale of 15% off Secret Lair Singles which can be really good savings. Right now, a lot of them are out of... uh, out, Out... 
like they don't have them. There are some that they do though. Like they got 10 copies of all his dust from the secret lair that came out around Strixhaven. They got copies of uh, the stained glass planeswalkers. A lot of them. There are Arcbound Ravagers. They got the Secret Lair Fetchlands, which we were already talking about. We're moving down in price. So take 15% off this. It's like, whew, you're getting really good deals. I just wanted to point that out. I'm going to put a link down in the description below so that way you guys can check them out and get notified when the sales go on. But this sale is going till Sunday, September 26th at 11.59 p.m. Eastern. And... One more thing I want to do here is I want to shout out Magic Financial Aid. They are a great group of Magic players that want to make Magic cheaper for everybody. They have a Discord where you can talk Magic prices, and that's where I find out about like a lot of these sales and stuff. It's like everyone there is super helpful, super friendly. Chaz is a great moderator, a great content creator. He They do live podcasts in their Patreon-only section. You can go over there and support them for three bucks a month and you get access to the Patreon section of the Discord. I highly recommend it. Everybody there is great. We've had Lockheed on here before. He is part of the MFA crew and we've had Stu Summers on here as well and he is also part of the Magic Financial Aids, Aid group, group. So go check them out if you want to be more in tune with the financial stuff going in on Magic. They've been making calls on cards that are going down in price. Like they keep a good eye on the meta. It's like, oh, this card is not going to be doing good. You're going to see downshifts in this. So you can pick them up cheaper or like this card is going to be moving up in price. It's putting up good results. Like they got their hand on the pulse of Magic hardcore. And they are like my my personal cheat sheet to staying in tuned with what's going on with Magic. And I highly recommend checking them out. Go check them out. I'll put a link down in the description below. And if you sign up, uh, yeah, let Chaz know that us over at This Week in MTG sent you as well. I don't think you're going to get anything special, but just let him know that we sent you. <laughs> okay, now we're on to Deck of the Week, which means we can do this. Do we want to do the visual view or do we just want to stick with like the, the pop? Hey, there you go. We can hear you. I'm on my phone because my computer uh, splitter is not working. Oh no. Um, so yeah. Uh, don't worry. You can still be heard and that's all that matters. Yep. Basically. I just can't view Twitch. It's fine. You're good. You don't need it. There it is. Um, yeah, I was just looking at different ones of uh for the the deck. I'm just looking at different stuff. And it's like, hmm, I think I found one card that could be added to this possibly. But anyways, are we good? What are we done? I am popping up the list right here right now for all of the lovely magic folk, so that way they can see the list as we talk about it. And I highlight the cards as we talk about it. Boom, 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 boom. All right, I think we're all ready. So. Magic folk, we got Danny back on here. He had to go and do adulting oh. things, so he's calling it in. I guess because I'm on my phone. <laughs> Literally calling it in. Right. So, so this deck well, of the week, I, I found this on Reddit, mm-hmm. and like I said in the beginning, when I first saw this, I'm like, this deck is Danny, and Danny can totally like put his flair into it. Like this is like it was already ninety percent your deck. Yeah, sort of. Almost, kind of. 
see what? It's basically the same thing I have my deck built around. He just has a little bit of extra. Right, some good synergies that we did not realize that were there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely possibly changing my deck up a little bit. Yeah, and it's going to be super cheap to do it. So want to read off the creature package here and like kind of give a, a, a rundown of what it's trying to do? Do one second. I'm pulling up Moxfield just real quick. Oh, dude, you can rent this deck from Card Hoarder for $2 a week. $2 a week? Yeah, uh, to rent it. And then you could buy it mm. from Card Hoarder for 74 ticks. Nice. 74 bucks. Yeah. So, so the deck is called Shocking Shamans. So it's a basically a mono white deck with a little splash of green. Mono red. Well, I meant mono red. Listen to what I mean, not what I say. Um, <laughs> so creatures right now are um, four gutter snipes, four young pyromancers, four thermal alchemists, and four harmonic prodigies. Going on to the spells, some instances and sorceries, he doesn't really have them split by the way. So he's running two gut chats, four lava darts, four lava spikes, four lightning bolts, which you kind of have to have in a mono red deck. Oh, yeah. um, running four um, mutagenic growths, um, which you can just pay for actually instead of the color. And then he has four metamorphous, or just like card draw. Which is good for a red deck, and it triggers Gutter Snipe, triggers Young Pyromancer, triggers Thermal, which actually does help just replenish your hand a little bit. Actually, it's a good card. I might put that in my deck. Exactly. Mm. That's what I'm saying. Mm, maybe. Then for the last of the spells, we have four Light Up the Stage. Light Up the Stage is kind of good if you can play it, if you, if you can pay it for Spectacle, which isn't that hard to do in this kind of deck. But it sucks when you get two land with that light at the stage when you have already land flooded. So it's kind of a crappy card. I used to run it and I took it out. Now for lands, he's running four uh, fiery insects um, and then 14 mountains. Sideboards, he's running three soul guide lanterns, three braids, three dragon claws, three blood moons, and three three Coslex return. So just looking at this, we were talking about this deck earlier. Um, I would probably pull out the four young Pyromancers just due to the fact that you're trying to trigger non-combat damage with this deck. So we were talking... What, what card were we talking about earlier? There's the one of that I, I thought would be pretty fun to chuck in here is the Fanatic Mogus as a one of, at, like your, at your absolute curve topper. Oh, yep, yep, yep. Because that 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 enters and deals X to your devotion. Yep, it's three and a red, and it is a Minotaur Shaman 4-2. So doubling up with Harmonic Prodigy and a Fanatic Mogus with just like, I don't know, that and a Gutter Snipe out. So that's three devotion, so that'll be six damage. Mm -hmm. Four mana, six damage. Doesn't seem too bad in a red deck that just wants to keep burning you to the face. And boy, does this this deck want to do that. I was just looking at Scryfall, seeing other ones I could you could possibly throw them in. Yeah, um, that's on the, the the creature end for the shaman, and the other one that well, we, it's shaman or wizard. Yeah, you gotta look at the prize because it's shaman or wizard. So, so like, like you could possibly throw in rock slide sorcerer, but it's also a three red. 
So it basically, it's another one where one of you cast instant sorcery or wizard spell, rock slides, uh, sorcerer deals one damage to any target. It's kind of a late game for this kind of deck because of the high mana cost. I would also probably change. What card was it? You could possibly change out Gutshot or Lava Dart for Pyretic Ritual. Actually, I'd probably change the light up the stage for Pyretic Ritual. Yeah, yeah. I, I, just, I, just so you have, just so you have the mana. It's yeah. an instant. It triggers your damage on dealers, and it'll get those guys out quicker using that. Yeah, on turn two, oh. you can drop a gutter snipe. Yep. Or if you wanted, you could turn two pyretic into another pyretic into again another pyretic and have five mana on turn two or six mana, right? No, seven mana on turn two, and you can play a lot of them. So there's there's a few ways of changing the deck. Um, like my red deck has Thorbrand. Um, and Electrostatic Fields, they don't go into the Wizard or Shaman way, but they're also damage dealers. We're also talking about playing play with fire in this deck, or in my deck at least. So it's a way of scrying, I guess, you so you know what's coming help you. Yeah, because a lot of, like, you're nine times out of ten tossing all of the damage spells in this probably to the opponent's face i mean you got like lightning bolt that can like take out creatures which you can definitely use but like lava spike and oh i mean lava dart super important you're going to be probably aiming that at creatures like fucking uh um lava dart might depends on the i guess how big they are with this style deck i really wouldn't worry about what they have per se because you're trying to beat face as fast as possible you're going to worry about what they got if they got a Merktide Regent coming against you. <laughs> true, true. But, I mean, like we were talking earlier, this really is a turn four deck. Possible turn four if you get the right cards. So, again, like I was saying earlier, off air, Gutter Snipe with four Lightning Bolts is lethal. Or any that combination is... of, like, Lava Spike and Lightning Bolt because they both yep, deal three. Yeah, so, well, yeah, it's just the fact that if you play Lightning Bolts, they go for gutter snipe. You just play more lightning bolts because it's an instant rather than sorcery. Right. So if you played if you played lava spikes first, you have to let damage happen before you can keep piling stuff on. Yeah, this is not even including all the awesome interaction between harmonic prodigy and all these other ones because yep, thermal alchemist is definitely one of uh, one of the car- one of your pet cards. It seems like and double triggering just to like tap deal a damage. And then you can untap it and untap it again because of Harmonic Prodigy. It just seems so fucking good. Like the synergies is super strong there. Yeah. And with untapping, a card for suggestion here, Chandra, Kaladesh Fury, the three mana one that taps to deal damage. And then it untaps if you cast a red spell. We did not talk about this one. Fire of Kaladesh. Red, red, one, two, two, human shaman. Whenever you cast a red spell, untap Chandra. And then Chandra, you tap it to deal one damage to target player. If Chandra has dealt three or more damage this turn, exile her, then return to the battlefield, transform under her owner's control. And she turns into Chandra, roaring flame with four loyalty. It has a plus one, 
it deals two damage to target player. A neg two, it deals two damage to target creature. Or a neg seven, it deals six damage to each opponent. Each player dealt damage this way gets an emblem with, at the beginning of your upkeep, this emblem deals three damage to you. Yep. So, I mean, like, that could be, like, a one of, two of kind of a thing in here to have another thermo alchemist like tapping effect that's going to keep untapping because you're casting spells you're like churning through your deck with metamorphose and light up the stage or is there any mm-hmm. other like good red spells to draw cards would you want to run like burning inquiry nah you're discarding cards at random that's pretty rough no so going for faithless salvage like we were talking about earlier the two mana rebound that'd be good that would actually be pretty good. Maybe that would be more desirable than light up the stage. Yeah, possibly. I don't know. Yeah, I, like I said, I used to run light up stage, and it just was too bulky for the deck. Because, I don't know, it's either either I'd get lands with it, or I'd hit my Torbrands. And if I hit my Torbrands, I usually didn't have the mana for it. So it was just one of those questionable kind of cards for this deck. Yeah, it's it's the, the drawing two, which is really fucking nice. It's really fucking nice. Uh, like, pseudo draw two. You exile them, and you have until next turn to play them. If that's the case, I don't... It's, it's not like you want to be discarding cards, so things like Cathartic Reunion and Tormenting Voice or... Uh, mm-hmm thrill of possibility are cards that you'd want instead yeah i don't know faithless salvaging seems like a potential good one. Oh, snap fire prophecy oh this only deals three damage to a creature not a player so uh, it's not like you're drawing a lot of cards for like fist of flames i'm looking up some red draw cards right now to help to see if there's anything see if there's anything here that we just glimpsed over but yeah for sure metamorphose is a powerhouse of a card for this deck there's no doubting that. Yeah, um, I don't know. I guess I'm just, like, right. I just play my style. I try to get it as based on a few creatures and a lot of spells. I'm playing on top of them. Right? Yeah, like I was saying, when I first saw this deck, I'm like, this deck is totally Danny. So, JB, do you got any thoughts on this? No. It's no, because like... he, <clears throat> he hates being shocked for 12. Yeah, and it's red. It's out of my wheelhouse. <laughs> Yeah, with the synergies on this deck, it does look the 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 prob- probably the toughest thing is getting your board set up to position to like do everything in one shot. Uh, you've played this deck, the style of deck before, Danny. So the question is, how often do you like sandbag gutter snipe to like turn five to make sure you have a couple spells for backup in case of a you know like a crack back or a potential removal spell on your gutter snipe like. I feel that's probably going to be the biggest thing this deck would run into. So with this deck, you're obviously trying to play Gutter Snipe as quick as possible. So since you're running four, I'd literally just run them as soon as you get them. So with this deck, I'd probably take out the Eugenic Growth and put in the Pyrex Rituals, just so you have that extra mana drop. Yeah. Oh, no, it's only it's two drop for three. So I don't know. It's... I might wait until turn four to play it. Just to try and get one lightning lightning bolt off it or something. Or uh what's it what's it play with? Oh yeah, or or even a lava dart. Because you technically can get them and you get it twice, but then you're losing land. I don't know. It's it, well, actually if if I had an opening hand with I guess 
enough land and do get gutter snipe out. So if you know that won't work either, I, I'd probably just play him as quick as possible. Yeah, like there's arguments for both for sure. There's arguments both ways. Uh, one of the biggest, yeah, because you got opposing monkeys, you got like uh, Regavans, you got opposing Dragon Rage channelers that you're going to be facing down. And those, mm-hmm. like Dragon Rage channelers and Regavans, would definitely be swinging into like gutter snipes and stuff. And Harmonic Prodigy is good because it's a 1 3, so it can yeah. block those a little better. It's not winning combat, but it does have prowess, so it can have a better chance to win combat if you like lightning bolt prowess up and stuff. Because it's going to double prowess. It counters, it triggers itself, an ability of a shaman. Yep. So, oh no, it's not a shaman or another wizard, so it doesn't t- target itself. I thought uh, Harmonic Prodigy was a shaman wizard, but it's a human wizard. So it yep. does, it only gets one prowess trigger on itself. That would be kind of broken if it got like double prowess. No, it, well, that's the thing. It doesn't get any prowess trigger additional because it's. Of a shaman or another wizard. Because he's right. not a shaman, but he's a wizard. He doesn't target himself. Right, right. Which I thought it, it with the first part it did. But yeah. needless to say. Um, yeah, you're, you're basically running him so you get the double triggers from Thermal, Gutter Snipe, and Young Pyromancer. But like I said, I would, I might move Young Pyromancer to the sideboard and kick a couple of the spells out from there. Either that or just take them out in general. You know what's great? I have like almost all these cards as well. This looks really fun. Like Harmonic Prodigy, it's, it's just so lulzy. Like it's definitely not tier one. It's not like tier two point five even. <laughs> Probably tier three. But you're definitely gonna catch some people off guard with this. Yeah, you might get a win. And the plus if side, the, if if you get the god hands, this deck is super cheap too to get. Like uh, for a modern deck, two hundred fifty-eight bucks, not bad. The primary expensive part in this is you have the sideboard, Blood Moon, and Kozilek's Return eating up about oh, ninety dollars. And then you have it's your four insets that are majority of the price. F- yeah, the fiery islets. Yeah, that's another ninety bucks. That's one hundred and eighty dollars that you're saving. So that's like sixty, uh, sixty, one hundred twenty bucks. One hundred twenty bucks for this deck. Yeah. No, 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 not 120 bucks. It's 180, 60, 80. It's 80 bucks. It's 80 bucks for mm-hmm. this deck without the Blood Moons, the Kozilek's Return, and the Fiery Islets. And you know, the Fiery Islets could be traded for Sunbake Canyons. I'm saying. Sunbake Canyons, a little cheaper, and then you can like throw in some white spells. Like we were talking about the Shaman from Strixhaven that triggers on opponents' activating abilities. And then mm-hmm. you can activate it to red one to give it plus two plus oh. So it has a bit of aggression there as well. And that thing is is a good cyborg card, has white. So yeah, Sunbake Canyon would definitely drop the price of this deck as well. And change <sighs> Blood Moons and Kozilex Return could probably be Anger of the Gods. That would save you a lot of money because Anger of the Gods is like five bucks a piece, if that. So that's like fifteen bucks. You're cutting half the price off there. Blood Moons. Blood Moons is hard to try and like find a, a comparable counterpart to. Like Alpine Moon is in the same ballpark of price wise. I mean Blood Sun, I guess. No, that just stops uh, abilities of lands. They still tap for mana, so Tron would still tap for three, which is a big deal. Yeah, Blood Moons is hard to like try and figure out a way to like pass up. I mean, sixty bucks for three—that's <laughs> that's a hefty price tag, my dudes. Yeah, I just run my my mono red for eighty-two dollars. 
yeah, yeah. This like just changing like those sets of cards, Fiery Islet, Blood Moon, and Kozilek's Return for the cheaper versions. You're saving a lot of money, and this thing can be like around a hundred dollars. This deck yeah. looks so fucking sick. Yeah, I don't know. The Fiery Islets, yeah, you tap, sack it, and draw a card. But in mono red, tapping, tapping two land, tapping land, sacking land is not worth the one card. I don't think. It does help so, like if you do it, it, like churns you through your deck to try and like find that last bit of gas potentially. I mean, I get it. it it's only four. If it's not like they're running eight draw card lands, so it's not like prioritized in this style of a deck. Yeah. So I I can see the deck just dropping those four and running just fine. Oh yeah, um, yeah. You could just like and and, just and if you drop those four, you can put four more spells in this deck. No problem with this mana curve. You can run fourteen land. Uh, I don't know. Having the gutter snipes, I, I I feel pretty comfortable at eighteen personally. Maybe seventeen, but either way, I run the, fourteen in my deck. Do you really? Yep. Okay. Okay. So pumping it full of fucking gas. But that's that's the thing. The like a deck with gutter snipe and. Under Malchemist, you are looking for gas. They are literally throwing fire. They are looking for gas to set on fire. If you are looking for gas, there is conspiracy theorist in Strixhaven that allows you to discard cards and draw cards. Or you can just choose... Uh, I don't know. There, 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 there's other wizards and shamans that will draw you more cards. Ooh, yeah. Like, I'd rather, I'd rather play a Metamorphosis than just having... I don't know. I would probably probably drop the four fire um, inlets or islets and then put in the four pirate rituals and just using those with metamorphosis, drawing your cards, getting your lands, getting additional additional mana just to play more spells to help gutter snipe trigger often and thermal alchemist to trigger more. Right. And as soon as you like you get thermal alchemist, harmonic prodigy, and gutter snipe out, like the amount of damage you're dealing is fucking bonkers. Like Oh, it's it's not even that. You just have Thurm Alchemist and you're dealing damage. Like you do that a lot, and it just it, it gets out of hand quick. Your your one drop uh, lightning bolt is five damage, which is significant if your opponent's just like fetching and shocking down to seventeen right away. So it's like yeah, at some point they're gonna just take another two damage, and it's only three spells at that point. Yep. So it's like you're looking for gas, you're not really looking for. Yeah, card draw helped you get that gas, but it's taking place of more gas. So you're just hitting the gas. I don't know. It's just the way I think. Very indeed. But yeah, this deck is super cheap. The links will be down below for you guys to check this out. This this deck is this deck screams Danny deck for sure. I'm a, I'm a goldfish eye deck with uh, harmonic Pro- prodigy inside it. For a bit, see what happens. Well, while you do that, I want to give a big thank you to all you legendary magic folk for making it to the end of episode 106 of This Week in MTG. You can catch the podcast on all plot podcast platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and anywhere better podcasts can be found. We go live on Twitch and YouTube on Monday nights around 7 o'clock. You can watch us and see us fumble up and all that other jazz. You can partake in the cuts or the uh, the unedited after the fact because the, the live stream goes private and then gets it's only allowed for Patreon members. So you can watch all of our stumbling and shit there. 
you can find us on a lot of other different places around the internet. We have a Facebook, we have a Twitter, we got a Reddit, we got a Moxfield account, and all those you can find on our website. Or you could go to our link tree if you go to linktree.com and just type in this week in MTG, you'll be able to find us. Our logo is there. Very easy to find. And let's give a final thank you to our patrons. Thank you so much, patrons, for supporting us and believing in our content here. We got great things coming for you shortly, so stick tuned to that patron page. And finally, want to send some love to JW Sports Cards and Gaming for sponsoring us. It is really great. And if we can talk to Josh. We'd love to open some Innistrad boxes for y'all on a live stream soon. We haven't done a we haven't done a box opening in a long time. Last one we did was Modern Horizons 2. And we got lucky with that. We got a foil retro border misty rainforest. That was like the, the prime one that we got. Right. The big money. So beautiful. But with that, do you guys have anything else you want to add to this? Nope. Danny's still gold fishing. <laughs> Probably. And with that, we'll catch you guys next time. See ya. <laughs> Did he know? Did he know? <laughs>